Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to another great episode of Our Smooth Club Podcast, the show where everyday men discuss everyday topics. I'm your guy, Arrington Gavin, and with me, I have my bro, Mr. Jonathan Jones, mother bro, Mr. Rock Fox, hey. and then my other bro, Mr. Zach Johnson. Y'all my bros. How hey. you guys doing? Bro man from the fifth floor. You know bro man from the fifth floor. Yes, like, okay, so Rock, let me... Let, I like oh, like yes. Black owned uh, fashion designer by the name of Fashion. Uh, my own skin, my own skin boutique. Okay, my own skin okay. boutique. Cloth she's, talk. she's out of Winston-Salem. Okay, uh, very okay. beautiful lady who uh, has streetwear for men and women. Obviously, wow. so I got a ton of sponsors because you saw you remember that. Y'all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love no, it. No, man, love it. she's a she's a good spirit, man. She's a good spirit. So I just wanted to show her. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey. Keep black-owned businesses. You got you got to support. You got to support. Sure. We have so many great creators out there that are killing it. I remember meeting a, 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 a retired guys, retired three retired old men. They own they have the laundry detergent called True Detergent. It's the first ever black-owned laundry wow. detergent brand. I'm just like out of here. I mean, good stuff too. So I met them when I was at uh, at Atlanta at this conference. So it just it, it started focusing me on like, you know what? I gotta always support you know support uh, uh black-owned have to. Uh, but fellas, look, we got a great show, awesome, awesome show. I'm very excited to have on uh, Patrick Riddick. Patrick is a um, choir director, musician, uh, pastor. He's also the star of Netflix hit show Voices of Fire. Now, if you wait, wait, you say he a pastor? You didn't tell me that before we got. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't tell me that part. You didn't tell me that. You didn't you know, he's, he's, I'm not surprised. You're surprised. Surprise. But he's one, he's one of the most chillest guys I know, man. Um, again, star on Voices of Fire. It was a, a Netflix a music show uh, where uh, actually Pharrell's uncle, who's a pastor out in the Norfolk, Virginia area, and he wanted to do a um, uh, wanted to put together a, like a 50 person choir, right? Oh, and uh, they had he had two a few people to help him as far as gather up the troop, gather up the great singers, and the person that was the choir director was Patrick. And I mean, it just showed all the great music talent in Hampton Roads. For one, we were on Netflix. So I was like, holy crap, we on Netflix. This yeah. is dope. And um, he killed it, man. But uh, before that, Patrick has you know uh, worked with some of the you know great churches in the Hampton Roads area. He's worked alongside Hezekiah Walker, uh, Ricky Dillard. I mean, all all the greats, man. Big he's um, he's a, a sharp dude, and I'm excited to have him on talk about his career. But uh, fellas, um, what to start off? What to start off? What to start off? I want to kind of talk about a recap. You know the great work Pharrell has done in the community, and the reason why because I'm tying into to Patrick. You know, uh, he, him, and uh, Pusha T. They said that yeah. uh, something in the water is going to be now in the DC area, right? Yeah, man. And so I, I always I'm just <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> I remember when JJ was like, "Hey, look, bro." We gotta go to this fest. We gotta go to this fest. And it, I've never been to a festival at all. Mm. Never been to a festival. And I said, well, hey, it's a, you know, once in a lifetime thing, let me do this. Because I've never seen, like, you know, I saw the lineup. You had Diddy, you had Usher, you had Snoop, you had, you know, Pharrell and Friends. You don't know who that could be. Right. So you had all these great people coming. And I was like, you know, count me in. And it was, I think, what was it, Jay? It was, it was, it started off as like, what, a three day, yeah. three day event. First day got canceled. He also did like a free event for the community, uh, well, pop up church. Yeah. So he had top, gospel artists that come and it was just such an awesome time you know for Hampton Roads it was an awesome time to see uh what you know Pharrell brought the, the revenue to Hampton Roads Man. let's talk about that because Millions. Pharrell you know the Virginia Beach really didn't want Pharrell they didn't want that to happen they were talking so much like oh god it's gonna be arrest it's gonna be crime it's gonna mm -hmm. be this and that 
And it turned out to be the opposite. It turned out to be a $27 million yeah. <laughs> a benefit for and you. They thought it was going to be Gotham City. They played the uh, dirty ass. They played that dirty angle, too. They mm-hmm. thought that the beach was going to be trash. They mm-hmm. thought the, walk, the boardwalk was going to be all messed up. But to tell you the truth, people stayed after the event, regular civilians, to pick up the trash yep. and help clean up the beach. Yep. And yep. it was peaceful yep. for the most part. I it was peaceful it. the it wasn't whole a single event. time. Yeah. Not a crime. I mean, if you think about now, you hear about crime all the time. I have no notion front, right? You hear about crime, stupid stuff happening all the time. But during that event, not a thing. Because the community wanted, they wanted this to happen. They wanted to succeed. So mm. we were behind for real 110%. You know, first day got rained out, but he still had a two day, and it was successful. And the I, fact that he gave us our money back for the first day too was true, true, true. You know true. I mean? And a lot of times they don't do that, man. You know, I like I like remember. Was the Sunday event always planned, or was the, yeah. did that happen because the rain? Mm-mm, it was it was already planned. I think. So it was originally going to be four days technically. It was going to be three. So the first the the very first day got canceled, but the two days continue. You know. Continued. Oh, so that Sunday was part of the okay, mm-hmm. okay. I thought that was extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he already had that plan, but it was. Again, the show still went on, and they killed it. I mean, I, I it was you saw we, we saw what Diddy, we saw Snoop, we saw freaking Jay Z. Surprise everybody! Man. Everybody went crazy, and it was funny because we had stars that won't perform, but that was in attendance. I mean, yeah. the lead singer of the Foo Fighters, David Graw, was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, oh God, it was a Magoo mm. performed. Too. You said who? Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott performed. Yeah. Um, um, everybody performed, man. It was it was just a great time. It was a feel good time, and I remember we were in the crowd. First of all, my body was. Aching like hell yeah. because we drunk so much. <laughs> we, we, we had a routine. We had literally, we had a, we rented uh, 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 a, what was it? I can't even say the damn word. Airbnb. Airbnb. Mm-hmm. I was about to say R, R&B. Uh, Air, <laughs> Airbnb. And it was about like 11 or 14 of and us. My house was closer than Airbnb. It was crazy. We're going backwards. We had to put the whole table was. More filled with this yeah. and just like freaking snacks. It's like okay, boom. We wake up. One of us pay for the Uber heading down there. The other person pay for the Uber coming back. And we had a little routine going on. We pre-gamed at one spot, then we hit hit the beach. I ain't even drink See, I lived at it, the place when that happened. I, I lived in Virginia cool. Beach during that time. Oh wow! So it, yeah, we didn't have to drive. Oh, so you had? So did you make some money? Because everybody was like trying to Airbnb. Like, look, uh, you can uh, camp out in my backyard for about. No, 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 no. I'm, not, I'm not having nobody in my crib like that. <laughs> People were making money now. People were making money. Hotels up in their prices, man. They were. Nah, making I come back my weed stash. Li- nah, I ain't got time. I ain't got time. <laughs> look, come from a guy that takes ties, huh? It's not, it's not that pretty, huh? It's on you, huh? Not yet. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, but no, it was it was, a, it was an awesome time, and I wanted to bring that up just because you know we have Patrick coming on, man, who's worked alongside with Pharrell, and Pharrell has not has continued to just you know bring so much goodness to the area. Yet you know the city doesn't get, you know give it to him in return. That hence why the freaking Festival was in DC. Yeah. And, what was um, the words he said? Uh, if the city toxic acted, energy. yeah, if they acted as much as they did to get the the concert or the festival back, like they did, like what was it? I, I'm trying to get what, it exact right so I don't mess it up. It, but, what were you saying, Zach? I'm, I'm no. probably in, in reference to like the police department. Right, right, right. So he was saying that the way the way that the police department and the community, as far as like political standpoint, mm-hmm. they reacted to the sound of the festival not happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he said they he wished they reacted the same way when he found out that his cousin was killed. Absolutely yeah. right. Like, yeah. he wished they put the same wheels in motion to see what they can do better when that happened. But it's when crazy, he said that man. festival wasn't happening, then everybody <laughs> yeah. was like, oh, Cause, wait, cause, wait. Because pockets won't be in grease at that time. And right. You know, 
when it initially happened, small businesses on the ocean front was like, oh, God, I don't want this to happen. And then after the event was over, they're like, I wish it can happen every Saturday yeah. because no one goes to the ocean front mm. to, to the to the uh, shops there because it's strictly for the beach. Once right. the season's over, y'all ain't making money. Fact, so, right. I mean, this was perfect for you guys. And like you said, he he did not he did not care for the fact that they did not put as much energy as they did for his cousin, who JJ and I knew. We went to you know we went to school with uh, Donovan, and we found out much like that's right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so we we have not. They didn't bring out like as far as the results of that case, like almost a year past. It felt like it was so uh, long. It was so, sketchy, man. It, it was, was it was ridiculous. I don't understand like why they would think that he would be bluffing. Like right when he said he's not gonna, ha- I knew he wasn't gonna have it here. And then once they said it was in DC, they were all shocked. It was did like, what are know, you shocked did about? Did they not know that the guy was his cousin? Did Probably. that did that information come out after yeah. the fact? It came, It really came yeah. up. I think after Pharrell had. It came out days after he died. Yeah, and then on top of that, too, Pharrell, uh, he he did a farm at uh, uh, Norfolk State, and he was just saying, you know, if Hampton Roads don't want to benefit financially, because I'm all about green. I don't care if you're blue. I don't care if you're red. Mm -hmm. I'm all about green right now. I'm trying to bring revenue, bring activities here in the area, whether it's opening venues, whether it's opening skate parks, whether it's bringing festivals Mm -hmm. here. That's what I'm trying to do, because... Let's be real. Hampton Rose is very last place in a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we're either gonna go to DC, Richmond, yeah. or Florida. We're we're not having it here. Yeah, we got the freaking scope. We got the Coliseum. We we have, but the eh. potential is crazy though. Yeah, the yeah. Now, so, yeah but the yeah. thing is, it's gonna be set back another what ten years probably. Now that he's that was literally open door right there, and they messed that yeah. up. So now they messed it up completely. To even probably get to talk to him again about anything. Is What's probably- our potential now? Is uh uh four twenty ish. Where we had Rick Ross, and, and that didn't even uh, have a lot yeah. of a big turnout. I mean, yeah. it, it was. I heard the mayor say it was a success, and I'm pretty sure they weren't gonna continue to do it. But um, in which, honestly, I think a lot of people were hesitant because it was in you know Portsmouth. It was in Portsmouth. Yeah. So I, I mean, guilty. <laughs> I, I was like, I wanted to go. I'm like, where? Oh, damn! I have something going on that day too. Don't talk about my hometown. Like oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> hey, need some assistance. But anyway, Power <laughs> <laughs> you saw the uh, Chico Bean. No. You didn't? I didn't see it. He was going in on Portsmouth. Was he really? You didn't see oh, the video? Yeah. I didn't see the video. Y'all saw it? Uh-uh. Uh, I'll show it to y'all later. Oh, he was, uh, I think he was at the Scope or Ted Concert Center. And he was like, oh, yeah, man. Norfolk, real nice. That little block that y'all got downtown. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> and he said, yeah, so y'all had 163 shootings. He's like, yeah, I'm going to hurry up and get these jokes out. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, Portsmouth, he oh, was like, man. y'all need a Power Rangers out there. He's like, Mama, please, I wouldn't even be working out well, there. I think, oh, that was the day where there was a shooting in the mall that day, too. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. see, see, and we just, we. Because I met B. Simone in the airport that we were on the same flight. So why are all these celebrities in the 757, but we are like, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We got so much potential. Yeah. We got so much potential. Well, you can find the talent plus like the local talent plus yeah. the artist who comes through that's here to perform. The, and that's the yeah. crazy thing. I was watching uh, um God damn, I was watching um uh, uh an interview Plaxico Burris was having. He was just talking about all the, you know, first round athletes, uh first round first picks, excuse me. He was talking mm-hmm. about football, he was talking about basketball, and that's just athletes alone. But yeah. then we go on to musicians and then we spoke before the show, we go on comedians. We have so many talented people that come out of the area, some that currently live in the area, some that um uh, that are uh, uh, moving to the area. I mean, it's just 
it's insane that we have all this talent, but yet we can't. We don't have a, a sports team, a pro sports team. We got semi pro, but we don't have a pro sports team. We don't have uh, any great. We don't. We are, we had a festival, but we lost. How the hell you lose a festival? That's, right. Ain't that embarrassing though? A successful like, festival. Exactly. Like, it's not even like it. Was, it didn't go good. Like, like what the Coachella said? Oh, we're not having it. Right. Yeah, what? we're not going to do it here. We're going to go to Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like how embarrassing is that? But uh, but it's legendary for everybody who went for the first year, though. That is it true, is, man. But I was like, damn. I'm like, is this like a is this like a Freaknik festival? Like, right. you know, like when they, yeah. I remember uh, uh, one of my old uh, cousins was talking about, yeah, Freaknik and Jordan, man, they had it, but it got canceled like the day after, and they tried to bring it back. But, Bruh, I was on Twitter not too long ago, and one of the police officers was had an obscene picture. I don't know if y'all saw that, yeah, whatever. So. And they just brought it back, and I think last thing I saw, he was in jeopardy of his job. And this was back in like the nineties. Oh, when a picture went viral, where Jeez. he was, yeah, it's crazy, man. Receipts. Oh though. my gosh! <laughs> I tell you, that's what that's what it is. Receipts. receipts please, though. please don't don't record nothing. Yeah. Don't record nothing. That's all people want to do nowadays. Just right. record. Everything goes down. Yeah. Oh, hold that! Hold that thought! Hold that thought! Yeah, yeah, hold says, that thought. Man. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, look, fellas. Um, first, I want to bring on our guest. Before that, of course, we gotta thank our sponsors. Ingenious. Let's pay the bills, pay the bills. Pay, pay, gotta pay the bills. Ingenious Gin, black owned, veteran owned gin. Reggie and Lawrence, they're doing their thing with that rose gold gin. You can find it anywhere where, you, whether it's your local liquor stores or ABC stores, or you can go on their website, ingeniousgin.com. They would truly appreciate it. We truly appreciate their support of our Smooth Club podcast. Of course, shoot crazy wine for all you wine connoisseurs out there. You want a good white, want a good red, and one of those good ones. Uh, you know, they And I know that his, his drink is kicking in because he, <laughs> he don't act like this the first episode. <laughs> the first episode of the day, it don't sound so smooth. <laughs> you want some of that white? You want some of that red? <laughs> You know, oh, I'm just having so much dude. fun with my friends, man. <laughs> we got Patrick Ritter coming on. We got, we got oh, a good show today, man. man. But yeah, Shoot Crazy Wine, Gwen Hurt and her daughter, man. Mother and daughter team killing it in the wine game. And now they're entering in the spirits with uh, with a whiskey, uh, a moonshine, and a vodka. So they're killing it uh, based out in Richmond. And, of course, Dapper Luke Collection. Uh, Dapper Luke, if you want to get a great Dapper custom Luke. suit oh, yeah. uh, going on, be sure to uh, support him on his by going to his website, DapperLukeCollection.com. Or, of course, follow him at Dapper Luke Collection on all social medias. If you're in the Hampton Roads area, you can go to his showroom over in Virginia Beach uh, off of uh, Holland Road, 3574 Holland Road, Suite 200. And, um, yeah, you, he'll get you all sharp. So uh, we truly appreciate those uh, who support the show, the show where everyday men discuss everyday topics. This is season four, man. I, I still can't believe right now this is season four. Like, Heart JJ. Troll. I mean, we remember. I remember the first freaking episode we yeah. had. We was, I was, at least I was struggling. I mean, we were we were talking on conversation. I'm like, is that good? No. I watched those episodes. Y'all had like no dimension. Y'all, y'all didn't ask for your opinion, but there's no, no death. death. <laughs> <laughs> there's no death. <laughs> that's why I said, look, y'all was shit season four. Let me say that. Right. Season one was awful. <laughs> but you know, we've grown. We've grown. We got you know got a great lineup of fellas here. You know, great conversation, great guests. Who one of whom we're about to bring on. So. Uh, without further ado, we're going to bring on Mr. Patrick Riddick. Let's bring on Patrick. Awesome, awesome. So we're so okay. honored to have Patrick okay. here. Look, okay. I wanna, Patrick, I want to give a little bit about your bio first. Uh, so uh, let's see. Immersed in the core, immersed in the core excellence as a leader, teacher, and director, he serves as the Virginia Second Jurisdiction State Minister of Music and 
Church of God in Christ. I said, Man, secret. you really about to read all of that? No, no, no. I'm just naming a few. I'm trying. I'm looking at the hints. I'm looking at the hints. You know what? This man is one of the great musicians out of Hampton Grove. I don't even want to hear. Him. <laughs> hey, that is a that is a first right there. When the guest oh, said, "Please don't say all that stuff about me. Please don't say all that stuff." So uh, Patrick is an amazing musician, choir director. If you see, if you're looking at him, you're like, "Wait a minute, he looks familiar." So he was a star on the hit. A music show on Netflix called Voice called Voices of Fire. Yeah. First of all, nobody <laughs> looks familiar in a bucket hat. Everybody looks different. There we go. It's summertime, man. I'm giving my summer. <laughs> Give my summer. There we go. There we go. But yeah, Voices of Fire hit music show uh, based out of here where you were one of the judges and the choir directors. He's also uh, toured and works alongside uh, musicians like Hezekiah Walker, Ricky Dillard. I mean, the, the, the list goes on and on and on. And um, I mean, I've seen him in uh, uh, many of the great churches here in the area, killing the stage, um, has an amazing voice as well as an amazing director. I mean, you directed like 50 plus people in a choir, which is, yeah. I got to talk hey, about that. But uh, a laser jazz, Mr. Patrick Riddick. Patrick Riddick in the building. Patrick Riddick in the building. Patrick, what's going on, sir? Man, look, I'm just trying to uh, find a way to enjoy this summer and not be working too hard. Because, hey. look, because you are working hard. I, yeah, I'm, man. I'm over here seeing all the posts you posted. Like, look, I'll be here, I'll be here. You literally, in one week, I feel like it's been like 10 concerts. That or happened, 10 That's crazy. Oh, man. That's crazy. Two weeks ago, I was in Baltimore three times in the same weekend. Good. Wow. Baltimore at home. Baltimore. Yeah, he sound like he could sing. <laughs> I know, right? You hear that? You hear that? Yeah, that sounds soulful. Let me tell you something. Hey, 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 hey Pat, Patrick got them boys that make you cry sometimes. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do better with my life. I need to do better with my life. <laughs> I gotta do better. Gotta do better. Yeah. Well, but but you are you are Patrick. I mean, I did. You know, I'm just just joking about. That. You are a truly talented. One of the top musicians out of Hampton Roads, man. Oh, man. I truly mean that. I mean, I remember when uh, I think you uh, when my family said, "Yeah, I'm not Patrick. You was a choir at Pleasant Grove." At at uh, yeah. Jeffrey, I mean, all, like I said, all the top churches in the area that is known for their oh, music. Yeah. This guy right here. So I mean, the fact that when I saw when I first saw you on um on uh, Voices of Fire, it was funny. So I was out of town uh, with my fiance over in South Carolina, and his her mom was watching uh, a music show on Netflix. I'm like, oh, what's that you watching? And I started seeing like a lot of people um people auditioning for um for something. I'm mm -hmm. like, what's another music show? What is this about? And I started seeing where they were from, like Chesapeake, Norfolk. I'm like, hold up, hold up, this is Hampton Roads. And they started doing a sky view of like the area. I'm like, that's Hampton Roads. What? We're on Netflix. And then I see this guy. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, hold up. This is awesome. It was it was such inspiring. It was I was still on the the something in the water high. And right, then right, seeing, right, and right. seeing we're on Netflix, I'm like, yeah. this is just it, it was amazing. How did it feel? Well, first of all, how do you feel when you got the call to say, hey, look, we got a show going on? <laughs> I didn't know it was gonna be that way at first. Wow. The the initial call was really to be a judge and to help uh my family, Bishop Williams and them put a choir together. And of course, Pharrell being the visionary that he is, he took that one small initiative. And before I knew, he's like, yeah, we're going to have some cameras come in and wow. just take, you know, and I said, yeah. And then we did that. He's like, yeah, and I'm going to pitch it to Netflix. And oh, Netflix yeah. is going to pick it up. So we need y'all to sign this. We need to see y'all here at this time. And it was just like, 
What? What? First of all, he didn't just say I'm not. I'm gonna pitch this to Sky Four or two. But I'm right. pitching Netflix, the top tier right. streaming service right now. When well, you got the juice, you can do that. I wish yeah. I could call. I've been on the show and I still can't call Netflix right now. <laughs> <laughs> Real that dude. But I mean, but and we just just seeing that happen though. I mean, how, yeah. I mean, of course, how did it feel? How did the change in your career? I mean, you were already very successful because you were working with, alongside with Hezekiah way before, yeah, way before yeah. Netflix. So you were already very accomplished. So how did it feel? Like with the change, enjoying the high on it, really added another layer of authentication, mm. um, validation the whole nine yards. Because I'm, I'm gonna keep it a stack, you know, when it comes to gospel music, while gospel music, in my opinion, has been the most influential um, genre of music ever. Like, if it was rock and roll, if it's jazz, if it's RB, whatever it is, everybody got their influence from gospel music, right? Mm. However, it's the most underpaid. Uh, I mean, least under, underrated, underrated, that's underrated. That's my question. That's what I'm going to let you yeah. interrupt. So being able to do this show on a level, on a pop level with the Pharrell, what it did for me was it made me known internationally. I don't know when I'm going to get there, but I got to get to Brazil because, I mean, in Brazil, they hit me up like I'm Michael Jackson. <laughs> like, you know, it, it just did that. And so another thing is, Coming up locally in on the gospel scene, you got some that will respect you, but then you got so many people, I hate to use the term, but they really will hate on you, and they'll go out of their way to try to make you feel like you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Wow. So now, this Netflix show come out, and it's like, yo, I'm on the football field, my ball, and I'm just like, boom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't say nothing now. Yeah, like, absolutely right. Absolutely Netflix, right. You know, so for that, I'm truly grateful and thankful. You know, there were a lot of outdoors that were shut in my face. Mm-hmm. But after doing this show and it came out, then them calls started circling. They were circling wow. the block, you know. Now I could I could have been dumb and be like, no, I don't. No, I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. I'll still take it, you know. So Man, that's, that's what it did for me. That's crazy. <laughs> we about to say okay. First of all, you know, if you feel yourself getting a little bit warmer, because it's it's my fault. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> the devil be working. <laughs> so you mentioned it. Gospel is one of the most underpaid genres when it comes yeah. to music. Uh, when it comes to anything as far as media, digital media-wise, yeah. it, it's very underlooked. With you having the skills that you have, you can very easily transcend to another genre. Why haven't you? Because I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, I started in the church. Yeah. And then the bills hit me. Yeah. And then I understood that maybe church funny ain't going to work just right. Right, right. <laughs> no, that, that's really real. Uh, i always been in church, always loved gospel music. Um, in middle school, I could definitely be found in the hallways of church in the middle school, singing Jodeci, doing mm. a little Drew Hill. You know, the girls are screaming and hollering. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm a realistic person. I know where my lane is, where I'm most effective. Mm. And Pat, as an R&B artist, it probably would be a little corny. I ain't going to lie. I'm a church yeah. boy. Yeah, that is cool. Same. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, And that's what my passion is. That's what I enjoy. You know, so I can honestly say... I still have my day job at Norfolk State. Been there 17 years. Mm-hmm. I don't do the gospel music thing for the money, but it would be good to be compensated better than. So, yeah, right. it's it's underpaid, but that's why I just well, didn't go over. Yeah, I want to ask a question. Why do you think it's underpaid? Um, I mean, I kind of do, but I want to hear from a, you know, from a music <sighs> perspective. I think just from my experience, it's just an internal thing, man. You know... And I hate this because it's kind of like I'm putting the church on the front street. I ain't mm-hmm. gonna lie, you know, but I'm a realist. Anybody know me, I'm gonna keep it a stack. Sometimes we don't treat each other. Ooh, be that careful. Good. Be careful. Watch the toes. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, like, 
Yeah, you know, yeah. if if we put a concert out right now, if it's a lo- if it's a concert, um, if I do a ticketed event, you're gonna find more people in the church trying to find a way to sneak in the back door or get a hookup. They don't want to pay the money, but if we R&B artists and we down in Nova, if the ticket is $150, you're gonna pay it no question. No yeah. question, no you know? question. Or even if I get booked right now, um, things are hot. Got a new single out, Jesus with me, by the way, you know, all that kind of stuff. You still get promoters that'll call and be like, yeah, I want, you know, I want Pat and the Choir to come. Mm. But then they'll try to lowball you or try to play you as to why they shouldn't pay you what you're worth. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So you get a lot of calls that come in. Transportation is high. Gas is high. You moving an 80-voice choir, mm-hmm. go figure. That's going to run me probably six grand just to get them from here to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But a promoter will call and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to give y'all 2500 Well, who's supposed to make up the rest? Yeah. Why am I paying money to come to sing for you? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so... Yeah. All that has a play in gospel, is yeah. you know it, it's everywhere. And so you get you get be a different different mindset because what I'm thinking in my head is just the factor that got in gospel music. A lot of people feel like okay, I can't be as open and as freely. It's a strict point because we're in the church, right? Mm-hmm. So when you 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 rarely see a lot of gospel related reality shows because it, right. it takes it away, right? You right. See, you, you see, you we had Sunday Best, which was great, but if you see. Judges arguing they try not to do that compared to like American Idol or uh, America's Got Talent. Uh, uh, you see when when Snoop Dogg did a gospel album, now, whoa, whoa, yeah. it, it made it got it, mad. It, it, it brought so many added numbers, which is good because I mean he's bringing in the audience. <laughs> Kanye West won best gospel album of the year, <laughs> and this whole album was full of remakes. There was not yeah. one a new song on that whole and, album, and, and that's and he that's, killed it. That's though. where I'm like, is it the fact that it's is it a strict genre? Like, is it just, is there artists like, oh, if I listen to gospel, I gotta be really straightforward. I'd rather listen to R&B where it's like, boom, they're talking about sex, they're talking about drinking, they're talking about partying, whether hip hop, same what country, country just talking about daytime drinking. So it's like everybody drinking regardless in the, in the genre. And in gospel, it's like, you got, you know, straightforward, keep, you know, keep your, you know, everything sharp and just like strict. So do you think it's like, does that interfere? Does that, is that another reason why it's kind of like a last, not a last place, but like a, very underrated and unrecognized genre? Cause- I think because of the way <clears throat> we treat each other, number one, and then number two, the stigma is that it's because it's for the Lord that mm. should not be. But that doesn't make sense. Because I, cause I, I, I'm, I'm such a big fan of, I didn't mean to cut you off, no, no, but no, say no. guys like um, Kurt Franklin, right? Yeah. Kurt works alongside artists out, outside the genre. Yeah. I've seen Kurt and his uh, wife, like if I'm watching the Grammys, boom, they front rows, you know, right at the Grammys. Because he's trying to eat. Yeah. And he's really they, good friends talk, with Talk, 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 talk more, explain, explain. <laughs> he's trying to eat. At the end of the day, in gospel, if you're only going to do gospel and if you're only going to surround yourself around other gospel people, then nine times out of 10, you will not eat. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. just it. Kurt, at the end of the day, say what you want. He's a businessman. Yeah. <laughs> and we got to learn to, to know the difference between what's industry and what's ministry. He's about ministry, but he's in the industry too. Bill's got to be paid. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he's one. Of, I mean, seriously, like I'm, I'm backtracking yeah. one of his like great. I can't remember the the song, but he did it. Um, 
with um of course Tamla Main was she had a solo, yeah. R. Kelly had a solo, mm-hmm. Bono from U2 had a solo, uh Mary J. Bl- like you don't you rarely see that a lot when it comes to yeah. gospel as far as collaboration. When someone try to DJ like, Cali gospel news. music. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not studying these people. I get my opportunity. I want to do something with tweets so bad. Oh really? Wow. Yes. yes. That's my fa- that's one of my favorite RB singers, and I would proudly have her on one of my albums and wouldn't yeah. care what these people had to say. Big facts. But it's true because like you said earlier, like a lot of a lot of the you know artists, they start off I mean Whitney Houston, one of the greatest voices started in the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people we know that start James Brown, I believe, started in the church. Church. Yeah. Everybody, a lot of people started in the church. When they hear that soulfulness, they're like, yeah. that little it's I, church. It's church. It's I was church. started in the church. I started mm-hmm. as a church choir. That was my first time ever on stage. Yeah, solo. I was the choir, the junior choir director. Uh-oh. Come on here, junior yeah, choir. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Then I started telling jokes. Junior choir. Yeah, I started telling jokes. Wow. It started getting warm in that church. Boy. <laughs> yeah, like, he's a vampire Brooklyn. When he comes inside, church, like, God damn it. Let me make this quick. <laughs> Well, do you feel the pressure, you know, since you are in the church and everything, to uphold a certain image? Or are you just like, look, y'all going to take it or leave it. I'm going to be myself. You know, how is that? I choose not to look at it that way. Mm -hmm. The image that I I, I uphold is the best of Patrick Reed. That's what's up. I, 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 you know, I just started my own church, Liberation Fellowship, and it's really all about being free in your mind. That's what's up. It's not... It's not about being perfect. You can't be perfect. You right. never will be perfect. It's just about being disciplined. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When you look at any religion, mm-hmm. any religion in the world, it's just about a discipline. Right. If, you, if you're if you into Islam, I mean, it takes discipline not to want a pork chop sandwich. Exactly. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? But for whatever reason, in, in Christianity, they make everything mystical when it's not. So you have a lot of people that feel like, I'm never going to be able to measure up. I'm never going to meet that standard. So I'm not coming or I'm not going to do it. So I feel what God has given me is to be practical, right. you know, in application. Show people, yeah. no, 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 no. It's really, this is this is what it is. He knew you before you were formed. Exactly. He already knew how you were going to jack up. Mm-hmm. He knew you were going to say that. He knew you were going to do this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it is. I just, I try to be the best person I am. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? As an elder, a whole ordained elder. I had a daughter out of wedlock, wasn't married anywhere. But I didn't put my head down or hide or clamber down to let the church like, feel oh, bad. Oh, I said, now you I gotta know, walk away. I showed them that as a man of God, I'm gonna show you how to be the best father I can be. Right, and right. I ain't letting nobody outdo me because that speaks volumes more than me being a Christian and having her and trying to hide her yeah. or whatever, you know, we think that we got to do in church. That's not church. That ain't God. Yeah. Have, you, church, have, you, have you hit any walls as far as people in ministry that looks at you different because of stuff like that? Um, They very well, they very well may. But if anybody know me, first of all, I'm from P-Town. Hey. I don't care. <laughs> like, at his core, thank God I'm praying today because tomorrow I might say, come outside and then say what you want to say to me. Right. I don't care. Like, they not... You don't pay my bills. Yeah. When I'm down and I need somebody to talk to, you can't depend on these people. The people that have the most things to say typically are the people that would never do anything for you to help you anyway. Yeah. So why? At least not to contribute. Yeah. 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 
Why, why can't? <laughs> but no. that's so dope because with you being in that type of leadership position in the yeah. church or, you know, really in society in yeah. general, you know, people look to you like he's real like that. And like, okay, that type of lifestyle is attainable because somebody that's real and able to be that vulnerable and just like, look, I'm yep. human. You know, that's going to resonate yeah. with a lot of people. Well, and yeah. I'm glad you brought that up, Zach, because I see like um, on the episode of God, in season one, I brought up like a conversation as far as like, do we forget that pastors are people too and a human mm-hmm. too? And it was because at the time it was a, a viral uh, post of um, Jamal Bryan based on yeah. him in Atlanta, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, but, well, you know, well known Mr. Huge audience. And he was at a hookah. He was caught at a hookah bar, smoking a hookah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm sorry, is that like, are you supposed to shun him for that? Right. He, I mean, at the, I, mean, I didn't, have any, didn't have anything wrong, but a lot of people, oh my God, oh my God. But he's one of those pastors where that's very outspoken. Right. He'll speak on, you know. No, he absolutely will. Very, very he outspoken. Will. He, you know, for one, his um, his ex-wife, who I believe he got back was in reality yeah. TV. Um, he's spoken a lot he- uh, heavenly when it comes to um, uh, issues in the, um, in just in our society and in, in our culture, politics, regard. he talks about it all at the pulpit where a lot of people are like, uh-uh, keep that up. Yeah. No, you have to speak. Because a lot of ministers in the past are activists. They mm-hmm. they are very heavily involved in the community. Correct. So I'm, it's like it's, hearing you say this is just it's like, this is what I'm talking about. Because we live in such a universal world where, yeah. you know, a lot of people are shunned away from the church and that people that were probably born in the church hit, you know, they, they found who they are and now they want to go back, but they're looked upon as differently. So it's like, I haven't even been able to talk to my family because of what I'm doing. I can't even talk to, I'm shown from everybody. And I'm, I, I'm glad hearing you saying, yeah. you know, just, you know, I mean, we're having a conversation and, you know, we enjoying drinks and what a, what a matter right now. Say we, we, we're having a great time. And it's just, this is kind of like the narrative of what our smooth club, what I want to continue to show is just that, hey, changing the narrative, changing the narrative. We mm-hmm. got we to gotta step mm-hmm. back from the past and learn from those. And then, you know, you know, yeah. about the future. So, yeah, yeah. I'm having fun right now. I'm having fun. So, what, so what's what's next? What do you have going on right now, Patrick? Because I know, like you say, you've been on tour many times. Well, I'm not ending this off. Matter of fact, I want to talk about working alongside Hezekiah Walker. Okay, I, that's, okay. that's one person, and or just some of the top artists that you have uh, worked with in your career. So definitely, uh, right now with Hezekiah Walker, big ups. Um, I mean, I know many people see him as Hezekiah Walker and Love Fellowship and all that, but he's another cat that is like down to earth, all about the community, all about people and really making an impact and changing this community. And so I thank God for him. Um, I just signed with him last year. Wow. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hez House Entertainment um, slash RCA Inspiration. And um, he came to me maybe about three years prior and I was like, no, nah, because I was working on something else uh, with another label mm. that didn't go through. I had to humble myself and I called him. I was like, Bishop, I got this record I need to put out. Like, is this deal still on the table? He was like, for sure. Single just came out, um, Good Friday. Um, Jesus is with me. Mm. And I'm mm. um, working on the full album now. It'll be out August 19th. Wow. Okay, wherever okay, music okay. is sold. And that is titled Jesus is with me. So it's been really, really cool. Um, just a great person, businessman. Once again, um, besides the music, anything that I learned from him is just learning how to live well and to really make your money work for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I come with the heat. Come with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, this this you have a lot of success coming your way and that you've already done. Are you single? Yes, I am single. Ooh. I Uh-oh. am single. Oh, I asked you this Uh-oh. question before cameras. I asked him this question before cameras was gone. Uh, this is a very successful yeah. man sitting next to me, right? And he had, his future is almost endless of yeah, possibilities. Yeah. Same way with you. 
you moisturize. I can tell your skin is shiny right now. <laughs> you, you, you don't look crazy. You dress okay. You're doing good yeah, career-wise. Yeah. How do you find a woman that is not what some of us like to call city city girls? How do you mm-hmm. stay away from the temptation of... Especially in the church. Let's be real. Right. Let's, yeah. be, right. Let's be real. How do you find someone it's... and then you're in the church the way you are and you have this image of you being who you are. <laughs> Pastor, I made this pie for you. No, no. <laughs> no, now I know it's a lot of pie making bags <laughs> in your DMs. Mac and casseroles for days. It's a lot of pie everywhere. <laughs> you know, but on, on, on some real, you know, oh, I'll be 45 in November. It's just one of them things when you know better, you do better. Uh, like, what I fell for in my 20s and 30s, I ain't falling for in my 40s now. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I, I do have a lot working and a lot going. And if I choose to do that, that's what I choose to do. But as far as dating and all that kind of stuff, which I'm very interested in, I'm just very selective and cautious how she comes. You know, Mm. is she really going to add to me? Because at this point, I've done all this by myself. Mm -hmm. So I can tell pretty much if you come in because, you know, she's Sheila Tucker singing for her supper Mm. versus (laughs) she's coming trying to add to me because I do believe, you know what I'm saying, where I am, I've done good. But if I find that right, that right woman to really team with, oh, it's... It's a wrap. So I'm just, I'm just peeled out looking for that. It sounds good to say out loud, but you got to understand times are different now where even your generation Mm -hmm. of women move completely different than, say, 20 years ago, the 40-year-old woman. The 40-year-old woman now has 10,000 followers. The 40-year-old woman now is not brand ambassador. Well, let me say, I don't even want no 40-year-old woman. Changing, I'm finding myself now having to spend more time jogging and, and, and <laughs> watching what I eat. You know, it's it's crazy because it's literally like a light switch. It's like one day I felt invincible, you know, and just energy from anywhere. I could do anything. I could direct and I would do three concerts in the evening. And now, man, I do one thing and I'm limping, I'm hurting. I go to chiropractor, you know what I'm saying? All this kind of stuff. And so I really have to take care of myself now. It comes, but it just doesn't come as easy. Mm-hmm. Time does bring about a change. That is crazy. An- another question as well, you know, being that you're a choir director, you worked with in, in, with choirs more than 50 people. How That's a lot of different personalities. Did, yes, <laughs> yes. How yeah. how do you manage that? Because you have to split them up between, I, I think, voice tones and, you know, just how, how do you You got to love people, number one. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, honestly, it's almost like... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love people yeah. there 20-some years of, with my choir and I, I was in charge of my first choir when I was 10 wow that was wow. like the sum of 85 86 somewhere around there Jeez. so 
you gotta imagine from there to now there have been some times where it's been some like oh you know them grown people looking at the ten year old I'm not listening to this ten year old you know I but know I, you know say. you have, you 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 find a way to make him respect you but it's almost <laughs> like a like your favorite video game or mm-hmm. a good chess game or something that's challenging to you to me like that's my passion that's what really gets me is trying to figure people out and really getting them to do what I want them to do. Mm-hmm. See, that's and what pushed me away. That's what got me out of yeah. doing it. The different personalities. Shirley don't like Susan. Susan don't <laughs> like Freddie. Freddie don't like this. And it's like, that's not even what we even here for. Yeah, like, true. That's not what we here yeah. for. I can rock this stage by myself, y'all. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. I walked away. I walked away. Yeah. So the fact that you stayed and persevered and said, I'm going to conquer this, Man, I got a lot of respect for you. And then you bring out the best of someone, too, because it's all psychology. Mm. Really, when you think about it, I should have been a psychologist. I mean, it's really psychology, and at at its core, most of it is just communication issues. People don't know how to talk to each other. Instead of going directly to him, Mm. I'd much rather tell you or him what I'm feeling about him, or what I don't like, or what I, you know what I'm saying? Now them two talking about it on the side. <laughs> now I'm walking by. A whole messy situation. It's just a bunch of cowards and people that don't talk. Why is there a problem with talking? Exactly. Well, well, and see, people, if you haven't seen it, please go on Netflix and watch Voice of Fire because you see exactly what I haven't seen it. I you haven't seen it. You, you, you haven't seen it. When I tell you, every, first of all, I know it's hard for y'all to judge it because every singer, I did not hear a bad singer. And on top of that, I was hearing singers. The face he made looked like it was a bad singer in the back. There were very few, but it was actually frustrating because I remember doing the score sheets and like it would be 30 in a row where everybody was scoring. The max score was 100. Mm-hmm. 30 in a row where they were 98, 97, 99. They were killing me and I was because they were that good. Well, it was one that was then, a country singer. Yeah, now, I, I actually liked her, but she, but she it wouldn't flow with a choir. So it you had quiet. some of that, but I still judged them accordingly. It was mm-hmm. like, she was a country singer, she didn't fit for the choir, but I still gave her a 98, cause mm-hmm. she could sing. My, mm-hmm. my dudes could sing, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then there were, there were a few that came in that took me out and I was glad. Sometimes the camera's on me, other times, man, Maybe I was sliding down in between their feet. One group came in, they were like, they were from Woodstock or something. They had the little bongos, they were like, and that was behind the scenes, that was about But it was so funny because like, I mean, this just shows how versatile you are as far as the music because you got up on stage and sung opera. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was crazy. And then when nah, I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Get your fan on. I don't want you to burn it. But you had some great singers on there. It was about to cry. I'm sorry. It was. It was really. It was really dope seeing all these. Like again, it was singers. I'm like. Yeah, there. yeah. Like it was, I, I don't know names, but it was a. I think she was Filipino, and she killed it oh, at the end. Yes, and I'm just like, even Pharrell's face was like, yeah, oh yeah. And so for to make someone at his stature do that just shows again the opportunity that he provided with this show and the opportunity that you, which you did in bringing that out of him because they they struggled during auditions. They did. You, you they brought did. it out of him, man. And um, yeah, I mean, we 
we eventually got to do a part two with with you, man. We, oh man, we have too much fun. We have too much oh, yeah, fun. Oh yeah, I'll come back anytime, man. He no. drinking hella off camera, y'all. He got so many cups. Shut, <laughs> shut up! 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 Y'all hit me up on www.patrickriddick.com, my Instagram, Patrick Live, my Facebook, Patrick Live. I definitely love responding. You know, y'all see a concert or something, just y'all just come check your boy out and download the single, um, Jesus With Me by Patrick Reed from Divine Worship. I need that. I'm like right at the cusp of, I'm like at 102, right, giving to break the top 100 for Billboard Gospel Chart. Oh, wow. I need, I need, I need oh, that. Yeah, let's get that. Yeah, yeah, one more time. Let's get him over. Let's yeah. get him over. Jesus is with me by Patrick Riddick and Divine Worship. Yep. It's definitely a great cut, um, palatable, something good for the summer. Anybody, even if you're not even a gospel music fan, you should really enjoy it. It's really good. Really good. Cool. He got his IG picture real sexy, yo. Ah! <laughs> he thought about that R&B, right? He thought about that R&B. Right? That's, that's an R&B pose. That's, that's an R&B pose. For the Lord. That's an R&B pose. For the Lord. For the Lord. For the Lord. For the Lord. Man, we truly, truly thank you. And uh, again, we're not, we're not, we're not going to cheers. We just go, hey, we just going to say, look, y'all tune in. To another great episode of Arsenal yeah. Club. Again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Patrick Rick. Please follow us. Please follow us. Netflix Star Voices of Fire. Check it out. And look, y'all enjoy the rest of your time here at the you know Arsenal Club podcast. Be sure to tune in for another great episode. So we out. Peace. That was dope.